Welcome to the Azure for Industry podcast. We're your hosts, David Starr and Paul Marr. In this podcast, you hear from thought leaders across various industries discussing technology trends and innovation, sharing how Azure is helping transform business. You'll also hear directly from Microsoft thought leaders on how our products and services are meeting industries' continually evolving needs. Hello, listeners. Uh, when organizations decide to sell their solutions to the Microsoft commercial marketplace, you know, it's not unusual for them to start thinking about technology uh, behind the solutions before the business of selling the product they're bringing to market. There are many types of solutions in the marketplace, and this can be a tempting place to start focusing is on the tech. However, when our team engages with a potential marketplace partner, we start with a business conversation because we've come to learn that the success of a solution depends heavily on factors outside of the technology. So we're going to spend some time today talking about how to go to market with the Microsoft commercial marketplace from the perspective of sales, marketing, operations, and other non-technical factors. And here to talk with us about the business implications of selling your solutions in Azure is James Mastin. James is a sales and marketing leader and cloud marketplace expert focused on data-driven, high ROI, and tangible business results. He works at Audience, a B2B consulting agency for the world's leading technology companies and a Microsoft partner. James, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. We know you have some extensive background in working with business decision makers and the Microsoft commercial marketplace, helping companies go to market. So we're wondering, what's your take on the value prop of the commercial marketplace in the first place? Well, yeah, that's a great question. You know, we um, worked a lot with the ISV partners uh, with, with Microsoft, uh, and we built a document that tries to encapsulate uh, and accelerate the process of these partners uh, getting on board to get that compelling business value that the commercial marketplace does offer. To kind of summarize some of that business value, I I would suggest that we kind of put it in context as well, because there there is a paradigm shift happening right now in the software industry towards self-service. That change is happening in a way that, where customers are changing the way they discover products they're looking for and solutions, how they evaluate, purchase, and deploy enterprise software. And it's about a, a distribution model, you know, a new distribution model or go-to-market channel for software. Um, and uh, Microsoft Commercial Marketplace has literally created a new distribution channel that ISVs can take advantage of. This channel, I mean, it augments and can exist and coexist with their existing sales channels. So given that kind of context, the first part of the value is really the, the revenue value to start with. I mean, I just I just saw a Forrester report that indicated that they feel like 17% of what they believe is a $17 billion opportunity in B2B spend is going to flow to marketplaces like Microsoft Commercial Marketplace by 2023. And that translates into a multi-billion dollar opportunity in the near term, which is, 
I mean, obviously huge. So incremental revenue is clearly a value proposition that can be acquired by you know engaging with the microlock commercial marketplace. Uh, but there's other things as well, and uh, a few of them that come to mind are uh, you know reducing your go-to-market costs and increasing your margins. So you know with marketplace, Microsoft is picking up the commercial infrastructure cost to you know host and manage solutions for sale, creating solution awareness, providing a transaction platform that ISVs can take advantage of for purchasing, billing, delivery, and deployment. That to duplicate that infrastructure would be costly and hard, and so by leveraging that, you really can minimize or try to minimize your uh, go-to-market costs and keep your margins high. It's also a, a great uh, avenue for customer procurement because, you know, as we're all aware, Microsoft has commercial relationships with lots or most, I would say, of uh, enterprise customers across the globe. Then um, most of these customers, or many of them, have purchase commitments through uh, agreements like volume licensing. You know, they've already budgeted for uh, Microsoft purchases. I've been purchasing with Microsoft and related products. So, uh, you know, the, the commercial marketplace has the uh, potential to allow uh, your customers to get credit against some of those commitments they've already made for the money that they, the, the purchases that are made through marketplace. So that's a big incentive for customers to buy that way and to get your products that way. The other thing that's uh, really interesting is if you have a high-priced product or a highly customized product, a million-dollar product, you think, well, you know, can I sell it through Marketplace? But and, and yes, you actually can. So solutions of any size can be sold through Marketplace, and there's mechanisms in place to allow that to happen. I'll just summarize here. I don't want to uh, rattle on too long, but if you look at the, the list of things of the value that commercial Marketplace can bring – you're looking at global customer reach. You're looking at new customer access and new segment access. Commercial Marketplace offers uh, reward programs for marketing. You can offer trial versions. There's co-selling engagements with sales, you know, flexible pricing and billing, and uh, so on and so forth. So I'll, I'll stop there, but there's such a tremendous value that Commercial Marketplace brings for uh, the ISV and partner community. All right, so I'll, uh, I'll stop there. Uh, Paul, are you know, you're you're an expert in this area. Are there any other areas of marketplace value that uh, you like to highlight or go deeper into? Thanks, James. No, I mean you did a, a fantastic summary, but um, you know, just sort of pulling it all together a little bit. You know, so of course, as you as you've mentioned, you know, with the the Microsoft commercial marketplace, you know, it's the our online e-commerce storefront, um, and I just will kind of call out there are two storefronts covering Azure Marketplace and AppSource where you can find, try, and buy trusted partner applications and services. The, the other key thing I think you know to mention when we think about the marketplace and you know James, you touched upon, of course, kind of what we would call the publisher experience around sort of software solutions and services. But we really feel, think about sort of two key personas related to marketplace. So we think about the publishers that you touched upon, James. Uh, and then, of course, we think about the buyers, the customers, so the the people coming along to buy those solutions. So, key two key uh, personas there, which I think is is super super important to recognise. And and I think the opportunity is there for for both personas. So, you know, from from the publisher point of view, obviously with the marketplace, it provides a new online distribution channel to uh, and providing a vehicle to get the software and services out there. And then for customers. 
yeah, and we're seeing, especially with the change in generational uh, change around sort of, I, I believe there's an interesting start is there's more millennials in the world today than, than ever before. So there's those changing buying behaviors. And you're mentioning sort of the Forrester reports, you know, we're seeing, you know, lots of feedback is, you know, um, the buyers actually want to explore on, on their own and do some discoverability on their own. So this notion of being able to independently go to a marketplace as a customer and search for and explore um, solutions they're looking for without perhaps having to have, you know, kind of initially uh, the in-person contact. And then you know, I think is is really sort of where we're seeing some of the preferential uh, changes. And then I'll close by just saying just like, you know, some of the, the key points I talk to, you know, David and I spend a lot of time working with, with um, partners and customers on the commercial marketplace. And, you know, personally, someone who's been working in the cloud business for quite a while, I talk to the Microsoft commercial marketplace and online marketplaces as being as transformational as cloud has been uh, disrupting sort of the technology business. So, you know, a few things I think just I want to land in terms of why a, a kind of the marketplace is super, super interesting, you know, uh, I, is, you know, number one, immediately you're building kind of that global distribution with the, the commercial marketplace. Number two, you know, think about the effort that goes into, um, you know, kind of really that whole play around, you know, kind of the cost and effort related to, you know, things like invoicing, collections, currency translation and tax. So all those gnarly hard things, of course, you know, with the commercial marketplace and publishing through a commercial marketplace, you know, Microsoft is providing all of those uh, capabilities uh, um, for the publishers just the the benefits around leveraging uh, things like you know being on the Microsoft price list, being able to effectively engage the reseller channel. And then finally, also the kind of the GTM and co-sell benefits that go with being and having a published solution on the commercial marketplace. So lots of lots of good stuff. and, and you know it, but but the point I'm making is beyond sort of just the storefront piece, you know kind of that, the underpinnings of that whole commerce engine and that GTM and co-sell we're super excited about in terms of you know, providing the opportunity, but also taking away some of the heavy lifting that you know, kind of our partners and customers have to do. So David, back to you. You know, I have to self plug here just for a moment. I put an article up on LinkedIn, not just a week or two ago about the value of emerging and, and modern commercial marketplaces. One thing, James, that I want to mention is that Microsoft has been very vocal about rapidly heading toward software purchases happening through our commercial marketplace. You've collaborated on a document to help potential partners navigate that whole ecosystem. And I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about the guidance that you've pulled together for our potential and our current marketplace partners, because a lot of our current marketplace partners could benefit from what you've done as well. Yeah, David, I'd be happy to. That document that you refer to, the genesis of that was based on some discussions that we had with a number of partners in the ecosystem today. And uh, like as you mentioned, some we talked to quite a number of them that were considering onboarding solutions to marketplace and some that were already on there, as you mentioned. Um, and so uh, we, we kind of captured all of what they felt were what the best practices were in order to effectively onboard and then 
uh, take advantage of the value that uh, that Paul just highlighted that marketplace can provide. And we kind of consolidated all that and put it into into this document. You know, there's a, a number of things that come out of that that are really valuable. Um, in in general, there was maybe three things that the partners said you really need to focus on. Uh, one of them being making sure that the product that you bring to marketplace is properly defined for the customer audience that and market that you're trying to reach. That'll, you know, doing that will help maximize your your sales potential. They also talked about the business processes that their business, um, you know, it comp- that comprises their business. Some companies are, you know, born in the cloud and they're they're ready to go. Their their financial systems, their support systems, operations, uh, marketing, they're all set up uh, and kind of can seamlessly move to uh, a selling in a through a paradigm like marketplace. Uh, some companies. Uh, have a little more focus that they need to put on some of these processes. So the the partner said, you know, look, you might be good, but there's some things you should probably look at. So focusing on your business processes was the second thing. And then they really honed in on sales and marketing. Um, you know, this is an, an incremental channel to those partners um, as, as, they, as they looked at it and making sure that it works well alongside of the other go-to-market channels that you are already using was an important aspect of it. And uh, the guide, uh, David, provides guidance and drills down into each of these different areas and brings those insights from those, you know, been there, done that, ISVs that are in the marketplace today. Fantastic. Uh, appreciate that, James. So let's let's scratch away a little bit more. So for, you know, kind of take a step back. So, you know, if we do a compare and contrast, so we've introduced, of course, this n- notion of, um, you know, kind of the, the commercial marketplace, this this new online distribution mechanism. You know, I'd be interested, James, to get your perspective on, so thinking about the transition. And so what does that look like from um, moving from perhaps, you know, kind of um, folks, our listeners out there who are thinking about, but I already have sort of traditional sales motions. I have my my sellers and I'm using resellers, et cetera, and various different go-to-market motions. What, what are your thoughts on how, you know, kind of what I would sort of all the third leg of the stool, if you will, with the commercial marketplace, you've got kind of the, the traditional sales motion, you've got the resellers, and now you've got this new um, online e-commerce marketplace. What what would be your suggestions about how to see marketplace being complementary, number one, you know, kind of what's your experience? And then number two, what are some of the handy hints and tips um, you would share about bringing people along on the journey who are considering leveraging kind of an online marketplace such as the Microsoft commercial marketplace, bring them along on the journey and incorporating that within the, you know, establishing and incorporating it within their, their existing sales motion. Yeah, that that's a really critical area, Paul. You know, just like with any business venture, uh, any project that you're going to start, anything that's significant in a, in a business, when you go to market, you know, in my, in my experience and a lot of the ISV partners that we spoke with, they told us that you have to get stakeholder buy-in internally before you make a big move like that. You know, when you're adding a new a new channel that's going to coexist with other channels that you may have is a, is a significant investment in time and effort, and the payoff can be huge. But if you you know by doing it right, you have to have the internal folks aligned 
and educated about what you want to go do and why it's important and what the value is that it can bring to the company and why they should invest in that. So um, you, you really need to build a, a good, create a good business case and build a good business and go to market plan um, to get uh, your stakeholders committed and invested in, in the plan. The ISVs we spoke with and the ones that we work with at Audience uh, on a daily basis, they said, you know, you have to have your senior management involved. You have to have your, you know, sometimes it's a C- CEO, depending on the size of your company, CMO and the marketing VP, obviously your channel and product marketing folks and sales is critical. A number of folks that we spoke with have what's a role called, you know, an alliance manager that's a relationship manager with uh, with Microsoft and their company. Um, and those folks are critical to be involved. And then, you know, another area as well, as we uh, you know, alluded to earlier about the um, processes that you, some of the considerations you need to, to look at in your business processes. Well, one of those, I'll just use an example of, um, say, uh, uh, sales and marketing automation, you know, connecting some of your systems, with maybe your financial systems, your CRM systems, uh, to the commercial marketplace through some of the APIs that are available. So you, you're going to want to also involve your CTO uh, and your technology folks uh, in order to make sure that as you're going through the onboarding process, you've thought through what it's going to take to integrate you know, seamlessly with, uh, with marketplace from, and connect your processes together. Those are some of the some of the areas we, we feel are important to do in kind of the quote unquote pre-launch phase of leveraging and onboarding uh, with with commercial marketplace. No, that's great, James. I mean, I, I guess if I was kind of to paraphrase, you know, you've been very articulate. Is you know, first of all, I mean, it's getting the internal stakeholders across the business um, teams, which is important. I think it's you know, kind of doing the and building the awareness of how do they go to market today, and you know how can something like the commercial marketplace be complementary. But it's taking the time to work with you know kind of the you know in the think the business leaders and the sales leaders to understand what does that go to market motion look like today. You know how do they think about selling their solutions, and what would that look like? You know there's obviously the Thinking about how do they work closely if they have established sales teams? You know how do they avoid sort of frictions in the, you know, in the channel? And also thinking about resellers. So I think that's important to take that just as you would do thinking about any go-to-market and sales motions. It's it's taking the time to do that business analysis. I mean, and there's certainly you know it's a transformative and could be a little bit of a disruptive conversation because in some cases, you know, potentially there's the thinking about you know, is there some cannibalization of existing channels? Um, but, you know, it's doing that broader macro view of saying, but what's the overall macro upside? So I think that that those business conversations and being involved with leaders is important. And then secondly, of course, you talked about then, you know, the physical aspects, once you've understood the, you know, kind of the business motions, it's then how do you um, think about integrating with marketplace? And so, as you mentioned uh, correctly, there's the, you know, being able to integrate and deploy the solution on marketplace. So, you know, things like integrating with the the APIs that we expose and thinking about the offer itself. And then thirdly, super important is thinking about the landing page. So when you have that published offer, how are you thinking about the, you know, kind of how you're pricing the solution? 
is the landing page because now you you know really that is in an ideal world the best sale you'll get through a kind of a commercial marketplace is the one you didn't know about because that's the, you know the goal for an online marketplace is it's an extension of your sales teams and selling whilst you know kind of you're you're doing the direct sales so the landing page of the published offer is a lens into you and the company and the offer so that's really really important to make sure that that's set up for success along with the pricing so i think you touched upon you know kind of a lot of great things there and you know the final thing i would say is marketplace is just an extension of your existing motion so it's a, you know as you would you know kind of do a caring and nurturing with the field teams or if you're a reseller channel, you need to do equally the same of paying attention to marketplace and treat it as a, you know, kind of a fully first-class citizen in your sales motion. So that that's making sure you're doing the appropriate marketing investments, you know, yourselves alongside Microsoft promoting leads and driving sales to the offer. You know, that's also a key takeaway, I think. And now let's take a moment out to listen to this very important message. Did you know the Microsoft Commercial Marketplace allows you to find and purchase leading Microsoft certified solutions from Microsoft partners? The Microsoft Commercial Marketplace includes Microsoft App Source and Azure Marketplace. Each storefront serves unique customer requirements and different target audiences, so publishers can ensure solutions are available to the right customers. For applications that integrate with Microsoft 365 products, visit appsource.microsoft.com. Get solutions tailored to your industry that work with the products you already use. For B2B Azure-based solutions, visit azuremarketplace.microsoft.com. Here you can discover, try, and deploy the cloud software solutions you want. That was a great explanation, you guys. And and together, I think you painted a pretty accurate picture of, of the whole cycle. So what are the things that are needed for companies to be set up for success in selling solutions through online marketplaces? What business processes might need some focus and maybe even some change? So I, I think Paul actually touched on uh, a lot of that, you know, to kind of add just a, a couple more things. Some of the areas that we focus on with our uh, ISV clients are areas, you know, of financial systems, operations systems, and sales and marketing processes. Um, and those are some of the key infrastructure areas that we wanna look at. So, you know, more specifically, things like ordering and customer self-service um, processes, invoicing, support, accounting, payment systems. You know, we talked about CRM briefly, we touched on that. So those are some of the areas that, uh, you know, the guide actually goes deep into and provides checklists and considerations when we work with ISVs, and this is based on some of the information that the successful ISVs have, you know, kind of indicated were kind of things that they focused on in those, in those areas, they said, look, ask yourself these kind of questions. Ask yourself, you know, do our business processes and our business approach in these areas, are they set up for, cl for cloud? Are they set up to work well with a marketplace as a channel? Or do we need to tweak those? And so, you know, if you do, what do you have to do? Do we have the right tools, the right processes and skill sets in place in these areas, the infrastructure areas? Uh, if we don't, where are the gaps, you know, and figure that out. And then I think Paul touched on, you know, alignment with existing channels. So do you have your internal policies aligned for the new channel, aligned with your existing go-to-market channels? Uh, in a way that 
will you know enable a seamless uh, you know sales process uh, with with marketplace. One tactical example would be uh, you know sales compensation and uh, and so on. So sales wants to get paid. You know they may have a quota. How is that going to work with uh, marketplace as a channel versus standard legacy distribution or uh, direct sales? So things like that. Uh, you know the guide does touch on that, and uh, those are things that need to be considered. So I'm curious. In your experience, have you seen examples where a company or organization maybe hasn't thought that through before they get onto a commercial marketplace, and what the results of that have been? Uh, yeah, absolutely. One example of that would be one company that uh, I'll use uh, on the sales side. Essentially, what happened was they didn't communicate to sales that this new channel was in place. They didn't educate the sales channel or give them the messaging or the tools to uh, and the training to leverage the new channel as a uh, as a way to you know to to sell uh, in conjunction with the other channels. So they launched their program uh, with Commercial Marketplace, and the customers first started buying from Commercial Marketplace because it was a very easy thing for them to do, and it, was, it worked out great. But they also, when the salespeople would try to go sell to them, they would be surprised that the customers were already you know, acquiring product in a different way that they weren't aware of. So not evaluating that sales and marketing process, not making sure that you've integrated marketplace into your existing collateral, your existing sales processes, you've trained your sales force and enabled them to understand how to take advantage of this new channel, uh, that can cause some significant problems. And that's something you kind of want to avoid. That's great, James. I uh, appreciate the insights there. You know, and I've, it's br- I guess in summary, it's kind of bringing everyone along on the journey. Um, goes back to as we were talking about is doing the fundamentals well and, and bringing everyone along and then um, being clear on how everyone can benefit from sort of the evolution or the, the disruption, whichever way you want to look at it. But net net, I think it's to make sure everyone's well informed. And I guess as you're thinking about from the sales team's point of view, as you said, understanding, you know, kind of how they're being compensated and can benefit from um, the extension with something like a commercial marketplace. So this is a nice segue. Um, so James, of course, you've been involved with us in terms of thinking about how do we drive lead generation and growth to published offers on marketplace. So perhaps you could share you know, kind of some of your insights on, so for our listeners who hopefully are jumping on the journey to marketplace, they've, they've published their software solutions on marketplace. What are some of the learnings you could share about, you know, kind of working with Microsoft and how, you know, kind of things like marketplace rewards and Mac and so on that you'll talk about can help uh, generate leads and hopefully ultimately sales and revenue? Yes, that is a really important thing for the uh, the partners that we work with. They have their own go-to-market processes from the marketing side, um, you know, that they've been they've been working on and. Uh, a lot of times they don't understand the extent of of uh, marketing assistance and knowledge that the Microsoft Teams can help with. There's a number of programs, like you said, Mar- the Microsoft Rewards program uh, is something that provides a significant amount of um, of opportunity and benefits that should be evaluated by uh, ISVs. But some of the uh, some of the information in there uh, really speaks to 
you know, how do you optimize your page and your listing to be effective? You know, you want people to, to not only to find you, but to engage with you with your page on the, um, the commercial marketplace site. So the Microsoft information and programs provide you tips and tricks, best practices to, to do that. The other thing is that one of the other big areas that really is popular that is a, a great marketing tool is the, the free trials. So being able to offer a free trial to generate leads that you can then follow up on uh, and close deals is, is fantastic. Uh, the uh, ability to um, integrate your CRM system to capture that information, to do some analytics, and uh, to then uh, follow up with uh, potentially uh, even um, install-based marketing uh, that you have for cross-sell, upsell. Uh, so the uh, you know marketing integration to CRM systems, the marketing rewards program, which offers a significant amount of advice and, and programmatic benefits on the marketing side, and air cover. Uh, for you are, are a couple things that come to mind in that regard. That's great. I mean, and so just to kind of follow on from what you've said, James, so the a benefit of publishing the offer through um, the Microsoft Commercial Marketplace, we have something called the uh, Marketplace Rewards Program. And so that offers lots of interesting things to help you in terms of publishing your offer to marketing campaigns and so on. And as the name implies, it's a reward-based program, but the goal is to help our partners and their publish solutions and ultimately generate leads, which is fantastic. I guess, James, I'd also say, you know, the one thing, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier on as well, is I view this as a partnership. So whilst Microsoft is providing marketplaces, you know, kind of the you know, kind of our online marketplace and lots of great things to help them around marketplace rewards and advice and guidance. It is a it is a partnership, and I you know I think it's an you know it's an equal investment. People need to be real, realize that you know kind of we need to care and nurture your your published offers, and so it's not you know don't just rely upon Microsoft to to try and promote your software solutions that are promoted, but it's important that there are complementary campaigns that you know, kind of the partners themselves are driving to promote it and ultimately seeing the marketplace published offer as, you know, kind of a, 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 you know, kind of a natural extension to their sales motions. Are there any thoughts you have, James, you know, kind of for the, the listeners, what what sorts of, you know, kind of complementary marketing campaigns have you seen that have benefited partners with published offers in marketplace that can go alongside what, we at Microsoft provide any any thoughts on what you're seeing you know, as we think about the new the new age of digital marketing and thinking about traditional campaign marketing campaigns to maybe even doing things like leveraging social or leveraging influencers. Any any thoughts you can share? Yes, that's a, a great question. What we do is we uh, work with the partners to help help them do a great job in some of those areas. So, uh, like for social media. Um, one of the things we can we do is uh, you know obviously you want to do um, you, you want to optimize your page with the right keywords and and so on and so forth. So so search engine optimization um, is one area that's super important. Understanding from a social media perspective where your customers are uh, and where they're where they live in the social world. We find, for example, that many of our uh, our partners, our clients, um, customers live on LinkedIn, uh, as an example. Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter seem to be really effective 
in terms of communicating out you know, your offerings and as integrating that as part of a campaign uh, to drive traffic to your site, to your page. And, that, and actually, Paul, to your point, uh, we, you know, we do work with, when we work with the partners, we say, look, you know, to your point, you cannot rely on somebody else to do your job for you. You need to drive traffic to your site. You need to have a compelling offering on that site. You need to have a compelling value proposition and message for your target audience uh, if you want to convert leads. So, you know, that landing page as part of a marketing campaign is crucial. And actually, this is another key point. The integrating the availability of your offering on Marketplace into your other campaigns as part a natural part of your other campaigns um, and, and versus always doing something separately is a way to amplify the marketing effort and getting the marketing ROI that you want to get to, through the sales that you want to get through Marketplace. So, I mean, in general, those are some of the areas where we feel like, uh, you know, if you just do those few things, you're going you're gonna to get a big bang for your buck. You know, it's in this new world of, of kind of digital media, I think, you know, it's really thinking about how do you, uh, you know, kind of elevate in the world of social. You mentioned LinkedIn, you mentioned uh, Twitter, which is fantastic. You know, it, it's being clear and crisp on your messaging and, you know, how do you make sure you're tagging your, your collateral correctly to be picked up by uh, search engines? So I think good etiquette there is, is really, really Im- important in that. And, and what I like about sort of, you know, marketplace is ultimately you have a very, very simple call to action, which is your published offer. So when you think about creating campaigns, you really have a clear endpoint where, you, you know, ultimately whatever you're doing around your campaigns, whether it's, you know, kind of uh, email campaigns, social, other, et cetera, the clear call to action is, you know, you go to your, your published offer, your transactable offer or your trial. And so I think that in itself creates, you know, sort of a very simple critical path to, to a kind of a, an endpoint and an action that you can then um, really put analytics and measures around. And I think that's the, you know, the other point I would make is, you know, just having you know, a data-driven approach to your campaigns. And so how successful are they? And are you, you know, kind of the analytics and measures around did those campaigns, you know, kind of ultimately get you to your end point of, of that published transactable offer or the trial? And if it didn't, you know, let's explore, experiment and, and keep looking at what, what can help. Thank you so much, James. I guess we're getting kind of close to the end of the, the show. And so Maybe, you know, James, you want to take the opportunity to talk about uh, Audience as an onboarding partner with Microsoft and what services do you offer as part of the relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. As a Microsoft partner, we focus on helping other Microsoft partners effectively engage with Marketplace. We, our company, it's been around for about 15 years now, and we're kind of a combination of a uh, consulting agency and a marketing services agency that's a kind of a unique blend there. And when we work with partners from Microsoft Commercial Marketplace, we look at it, we offer services in a kind of a pre-launch and a post-launch kind of paradigm. So on the pre-launch side, we'll work with partners on their strategy and planning. We provide some advisory services on how they should be messaging and the value propositions and uh, you know getting their listings set up properly. Uh, onto the site so they're effective. Integrating and updating their marketing collateral and bombs is another area. 
uh, and when we get to the post-launch area, we look at some of the topics you, you, David and Paul, you've touched on about demand generation and lead nurturing and uh, you know install-based marketing and optimizing, integrating social and other kinds of outbound marketing campaigns into your uh, your activities. So we we offer really a full range of services from strategy and planning all the way to execution in the marketplace to to drive traffic for sales. That's a fantastic set of services that you offer and really appreciated, I'm sure, by your customers who would otherwise really not be able to go to market as effectively as they could. So one of the things we like to do as we as we close out a show is simply ask, how can listeners learn more about your work, the uh, company, and things that are going to help them succeed? And we can also link to all of these things, anything you might mention in the show notes on the podcast page. That would be fantastic. Uh, I mean, our website is audiens with a z.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, an email. Uh, you can email marketplace at audiens.com. If you uh, reach out to us, we would be happy to engage in a conversation with you and, uh, and, and, and chat about what your needs might be. That's great. And I would also add that after we've talked about this guide, of course, we want you to download it and use it. So uh, we'll link to that on the show notes, but I'll throw out a quick URL to see if people can remember it or write it down. aka.ms slash marketplace business transformation and that will get you to the guide that we've been talking about this whole time and of course as i said we'll link it up and one other thing that i want to mention is that we just today came out with a new learning module at microsoft learn and it's called go to market through the commercial marketplace and so you can learn more there as well at microsoft learn finally i'll add that we'll link you up james for your social media contacts so that people can follow you and connect on facebook so that people can uh follow you and and link up on linkedin i look forward to that thank you david thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate your time it's been a really informative session for those people who are thinking about bringing some of their solutions to the marketplace you're welcome what Good to have been here. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Azure for Industry podcast, the show that explores how industry experts are transforming our world with Azure. For show topic recommendations or other feedback, reach out to us at industrypodcast at microsoft.com.